Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I'm your host, Eric Fisher. This week, I'm talking with K.C. Proctor of the new Dad Life Rules podcast. Before we get into that, I want to let you know that I'm very excited to tell you that my new book with Jim Woods is out. Hit the mark. Improve your focus. Boost your energy. And make the most of your time. You know you want at least one, and most likely all three of those things to happen. Head on over to beyondthetodolist.com slash focus to grab that. If you hurry, you'll grab the early bird sale pricing. And if you're not a reader, don't worry. The audiobook is included for free, read by me. So again, head over to beyondthetodolist.com slash focus to grab that. I also want to let you know that this episode of Beyond the To-Do List is supported by MailChimp. More than 6 million people, including me, that's 6 million and one, use MailChimp to design and send email with the right information to the right people. MailChimp has new automation features to make it easy to provide timely, relevant information to your customers and prospects. You can instantly send welcome emails, product recommendations, special offers, and more. You can personalize your emails based on customers' interests, send emails based on a customer's website activity, and you can provide them recommendations based on their previous purchases. Make sure to go check out MailChimp and thank them for supporting Beyond the To-Do List by going to beyondthetodolist.com slash MailChimp. Sign up for your account, check out their tutorials, and again, that URL is beyondthetodolist.com slash MailChimp. Guys, I've been using MailChimp and there's so much more in there to dig into than even I'm doing right now and I'm already blown away by how powerful it is. You got to try it. You got to go check it out. You got to get on board and get that email list set up. Trust me, there's some things that you can just only do if you have an email list and you're collecting and being able to let people know the right information at the right time strategically for communication's sake. So again, that URL is beyondthetodolist.com slash MailChimp. This week, I get to welcome Casey Proctor to the show. Welcome, Casey. Thanks, Eric. So you are <laughs> that guy, Casey, but you've now become Casey Proctor on uh, Twitter. And yes. I, I don't—I honestly don't remember. I think at some point we connected uh, back in you know, a year or two ago at some point online through John Acuff type stuff, I'm mm -hmm. sure. And since then, I've always just, uh, I personally have admired your work ethic, uh, along well, thanks, with man. a bunch of other people. Yeah, you're welcome. And, and the thing, and so the thing is, let me see if I can list off. I know you're a guy who has like multiple roles and, and passions. You're, um, you just released a new podcast, dad life rules. Yes. What was, what's your blog's name? My blog is just called Life Rules, and it's just at my name dot com. So K C Proctor. So the letters K C P R O C T E R dot com. Okay, and then you're very much a family man. You're very much a you know a father figure, mm -hmm. and also <laughs> you've got a couple different positions, and those have kind of shuffled as time as I've known you. You're still working for Starbucks, correct? Yes. And not as like a barista, but in like, because <laughs> a lot of people, that's that's instantly where their mind went. You're right. working for Starbucks corporate. I do. I do. And I think, I, first off, caveat, I am not speaking as a representative of Starbucks right. corporate. 
you know, blah, 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 legal speak, all that stuff. Um, but I have these tweets are my own. (laughs) (laughs) I've haphazardly navigated myself into a, a financial analyst role, which is funny because I have an HR background and my wife does the checkbook. (laughs) <laughs> nice. So, uh, yeah, I've been at Starbucks for about six years now and um, doing all this other stuff on the side. So uh, I'm a man of many interests. Yes. And, and and so for that matter, I know you love coffee. Yes. So working there makes complete sense to me. Uh, you're in Portland, aren't you? Because that's where the – right? No, I'm no? in Seattle. Seattle. So that's where See, I, I screw that up all the time. Sorry. Still, your, okay. your neighbor's up there with, with Chase who's in Portland. Yes. So. Big fan of Chase Reeves yes. of the Fizzle Show. Yes, and who was just on the show actually, which that'll come out. You, you, people haven't. <laughs> it's it's weird because it's not come out yet, but by the time people hear this with you, it's out. Awesome. So if that makes sense, um, it's time travel. Podcasting is time travel. So let's see what else. There's oh Legos. <laughs> oh man, I love Legos. So I. Uh, one of the great things about having kids is that you kind of get to relive pieces of your own childhood. Mm-hmm. And so my parents, for whatever reason, had kept this giant like Rubbermaid bin of my Legos that I had as a kid. And then when I got married and had kids of my own, they're like, hey, we've got this box of Legos. And I was like, oh. And so I was, I was partially torn because you know half of me was like, oh, great. I get to share these with my kids and build stuff with them. And the <laughs> other half of me was like, but these are my toys. Yeah. <laughs> so you never learned as a kid to share your toys. <laughs> well, I was an I was an older sibling, and my okay. brother and I were uh, five years apart. So um, we collaborated on the mayhem that we rained down on our parents. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm the oldest of three, so I know how that goes. Ah, yeah, there you all go. boys. Uh, <laughs> your poor, your poor mom. Yes. Uh, let's see what else you. Okay, so then your your uh, your Starbucks job is not the only thing you do as far as income goes. Is that right? That's correct. That's what else are you doing? So I am also the social media director for our church, uh, new life and also the online campus, uh, pastor because we launched our online campus back in February, February, April, Okay, April. So yeah. So So you're, so yeah, you're, you're in that mix as well with social media like me and, and doing online social media, all that kind of stuff. And, and now you're a podcaster. Yes, I am a podcaster. I'm super excited. It's so much fun. It's great to you know talk to people and get them excited. Um, and just to, I finally just, I've been thinking about doing this podcast for a year now or more, and finally just got what I needed as far as technology mm-hmm. and you know equipment to make it happen. Uh, got the first episode out last week, and so far people like it. So I'm looking forward to doing more. Yeah. Well, so here's the uh, disclaimer here. When when uh, KC and I are done talking right now, we're going to turn the table around and he's going to interview me for his show. So you're going to have to go to – is it dadliferules.com? It is. It is. Dadliferules.com will take you to the podcast page. And and uh, if you're listening to this in the future, there's that time travel thing again. I'll yes. throw a link – to that show as well as my episode in the show notes for this episode. Excellent. That will be fun. And I've listened to the first episode. How many do you have in the can so far? I only have one in the can, but after uh, this weekend, I'll have three more in the can. So I'm trying to, you know, build up that pipeline uh, and get things going. But I really just needed to to ship that first one, as Seth Godin says, Mm -hmm. just ship it. Uh, And I think that's just going to be the first domino 
in what we'll hope to be a really long uh, series. So we'll see. Well, I can say this from having listened to it that you did good. Thanks, man. That's I. That's flattering coming from you. <laughs> it really was. Like I listened to it. It's not you know. It's not one of those like hour long episodes. It's like what? It's like just shy of a half hour. Uh, I think it's like thirty five minutes. Or it's maybe. just. A, it didn't feel. It didn't feel long, but it felt like it was long enough. It's a great conversation, Good. and. I learned stuff and I thought about stuff and uh, about being a dad and about being a father and family and, and all that. So I, I, I love that. I love that you're doing this. And so I, I'm encouraging everybody to go check that out as soon as possible. Oh, it thanks, man. To, it needs to be heard. So, so let's get into this. Like you've got all these roles. Here's the thing. Like as time's gone on and I followed you on Twitter and Facebook and, and all these things, um, I, oh, the one other thing that I that I did not bring up is that uh, you're always like, all right, I'm off to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> and so what's funny is, is like, like Jim Woods and I, we were talking uh, in Facebook messages and we're saying, man, how does Casey do it? Like he's he's got, you know, wife and kids and two jobs and is writing on his blog and. And this was before the podcast, but now you've added that, and you've got, uh, and you're, and you're going and working it out. And I'm, we're just like, how is he doing this? How is he getting it all done? And uh, I think Jim said he was, a, you're a beast. I said, no, he's more like a robot. And then we're like, there's no way, like it's got to be seasonal with some of the stuff or something. I don't know. Uh, so give us the, give us the answer. How, how? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> How, what's your perspective on all these different roles, honestly? Like, give me your perspective and kind of lay out, you know, do you have kind of priorities? Because obviously you can't be doing all of these things all the time with 100% success. And maybe maybe 100% isn't necessary for success. Sure. I don't think 100% is necessary. And part of it is I, I love trying new things, you know, and I like the journey of discovery. Um, you know, I never, you know, if you would have asked me five years ago, would you be a social media director for a church or a podcaster or a digital publisher, you know, with, because uh, I've partnered with Church Mag and we we publish books now. Oh, see, I didn't um, even mention that. <laughs> yeah. Church, churchmagpress.com. Yep. Check it out. Um you know, I, I would have laughed at you. I'd be like, you're, you're crazy. But, um, you know, my, my day job, I kind of stole this from John Acuff, but my day job is a fundraiser for my dream job. Mm. And I'm still trying to figure, figure out what that is. And so it's, it's kind of a journey of discovery as far as trying all these different things out. But when it comes to priorities, it really is, um, you know, the, the, rhythm between the day job and family stuff you know all these other things that i'm doing fit in the margin and so you know you only have 24 hours a day and so if you're trying to fit side projects in the margin the only thing you can do is to try and create more margin without sacrificing your day job or you know time with family because i think people have a tendency to make a the distinction between quality time and quantity time with family. Mm. And I think that they both need to overlap. You know, you can't be an absentee father and be like, all right, 10 minutes of quality time with the kids before bed. Um, That's not how it works. You can't, (laughs) I don't know what Tim Ferriss's opinion is on this, but you can't be a four hour father. That's awesome. (laughs) Um, 
you know, it, it just doesn't work. You can't, you can't be a good dad in four hours a week. It's just not going to happen. And so like I, I, my son plays baseball. So I, I am at his games. I'm taking him to practice. You know, I uh, go to my daughter's, you know, ballet recitals and stuff. Um, and you know, vent the commentary on my phone <laughs> out to Twitter um, yeah. and, and not to the people elbowing me um, <laughs> sitting next to me. Um, I'm sure they appreciate that, by the way. <laughs> right. S- uh, slight sidebar. Elementary school, quote unquote, concerts are torture of an unusual kind. <laughs> like, I love my kid and I think my kid is fine. I'm not there to see anybody else. Like, nice. I, really do, I really don't care about anybody else there. And like, uh, I don't even, and I don't even feel guilty or bad about that. Oh no, no. <laughs> I, I heard. I was thinking. I heard somebody say uh, earlier today. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I like my kids. It's it's everybody else's kids. I can't stand. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Although and occasionally that actually goes the opposite way. <laughs> it's, it's like I just need you know I love you, but. We're not talking right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh, I, I don't know about you, but I have three kids and their ages range from almost two to almost 13. And so there's just this wide range and different, you know, phases of parenting that happen with each of them because they're so spread apart. And with the toddler, it's, you know, it's like negotiating with a terrorist. <laughs> um, it's, it's really bad. So yep. like our kids... I feel very blessed, you know, uh, my wife and I, our kids are by default, I think to some point, you know, pretty good. Like they're not terrors and, you know, super problems or whatever, but like we're going to the store and like the toddler's bordering on a meltdown because she's, you know, it's late for a nap and she hasn't had lunch yet. And she spots a little box of goldfish crackers. And I'm like, you know what? My sanity is worth a dollar. (laughs) You can have the goldfish crackers. Go right ahead. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, but I think, yeah, with the priorities, it's, it's what's most important and then fitting things into the margin. And then I think the question some people have is how do you create more margin? And for me, that answer was sacrificing sleep, basically. (laughs) Um, I've been getting up, I've, it's been getting later and later recently, but for the span of about, I want to say three to four years, I've been getting up between 3am and 4am every day. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you officially win the Rising the Earliest Award for anybody I've ever talked to on this show. Yeah, 5 a.m. club, those guys are sleeping in. Yeah. Well, and and technically, you know, you being up at 3 or 4 since you're on West Coast, you're up at the same time as us. This is true. This so, is true. I'm just trying to be with you the You've got us beat. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. It's like, I got to get up. They're already up there ahead of me. They're already working on stuff and I'm not up yet. So, yeah. Okay. So then, uh, if you're getting up at three to four, you know, three to four o'clock in the morning, obviously with having an almost two year old, um, that can be beneficial to a certain extent. Cause if you're already up, you can help out with that or, you know what I mean? Like with the, uh, nighttime <laughs> transitional stuff. When were you going to bed though? Um, 10 or 11. Okay. So yeah, I'm averaging, bad. I'm averaging about five hours of sleep a night. So do you just not require as much sleep, or are you just caffeinating yourself enough to make it through? I think it's somewhere in between because <laughs> on the so um, you know I get four or five hours a night, but then you know when I'm on the bus, I, I ride the bus to work, and right. so I'm catching little cat naps here and there. Um, 
but on the weekends when you know I go to bed 10 or 11, but then I, you know, I sleep a solid eight or 10 hours, I wake up and I'm like, wow, I can walk through walls. This is amazing. <laughs> so, you're, is, so you're making up for it uh, you know, to a certain extent when you can. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I I have a uh, semi agreement with my wife that Sunday afternoon, Daddy gets a nap, you know, and I'll I'll conk out for three hours straight, you know. But yeah. usually the kids are taking the naps too, so it's not like I'm stealing time away um, from the family to make that happen. So you know, definitely recognizing the necessity to have sufficient amounts of sleep because if you're just tired all the time when you are awake you're not going to be productive even if you're trying to get up early so that you can get more stuff done you know a an hour of work when you're rested beats three hours of work when you're groggy and tired oh that that is the truth i mean even just the other day i was up till about twelve thirty at night which is not normal i'm usually in my bed between nine and ten oh and and then that would asleep. Be heaven i know right but i went to bed sometime around twelve thirty or between there and one and then got up at six and i was useless for very short periods of time throughout the next day where my eyes almost just wouldn't stay open and I think that was maybe on the tail end of a couple different days like that, where it was, you know, overworking and undersleeping. But uh, yeah, it it can be sleep is one of those things where if you just are not getting enough, you you start to notice, um, and you start to forget people's names because that happened. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, no. There in college, I once forgot my girlfriend's name because I wasn't getting enough sleep. I was a freshman. Oh, I still remember that. Anyway, um, so what are you getting up at three or four to do? What What's the first point of business, or is sure. it even business? So the it's not business. So when I'm getting up that early, I'm getting up and I'm going off to the gym um, because I like to refer to any time before five a.m. as an ungodly hour. And no one can be righteous um, or hold a coherent conversation or make anything coherent uh, that early in the morning. Um, I think there's a TED talk on why 4 a.m. is an evil, uh, an evil hour. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a good one. You should check it out. Link, there will be a link to that. I will. Put, yes. Thanks. Thanks for putting links in my show notes, Casey. You're welcome. No problem. You're welcome. Um, it's not my stuff, so it's okay. Right. Um, but. When I get up that early, I'm going off to the gym. You know, I've got my headphones in. I'm listening to podcasts or some music, and I'm just working out. So doing some cardio, doing some weights, and then I'll hop on the bus and head up to Seattle. And I'll get into you know the office, um, you know, up to one or two hours early, and I'll bring my own you know laptop with me. And that's when I'll get some writing or some work done, or uh, record a podcast interview. Um, you know, and work on the side hustle stuff, you know, and then eight o'clock rolls around and I start punching the clock and chugging coffee and getting the, getting those spreadsheets done. <laughs> nice. Okay. So then, and, and you enjoy what you're doing. I mean, you, you really, I mean, even if you weren't enjoying it, you'd still do it because right. it's funding your future dreams, but you do enjoy doing it. I see you taking pictures of coffee and Legos all day. Uh, <laughs> That sounds like you. That's all you do, but it's not. <laughs> but uh, you're doing that balance. You're you're putting in those you know those hours. And are you doing any kind of like okay, get up? You know how how do you? In other words, how do you stay sane? Like obviously, you're not getting much sleep. Uh, you're getting enough sleep. I should put it that way. But uh, 
if you're, say, at your day job, which is the place that, like, if they were to let you go, would probably be a little bit of an emergency situation. How are you, how are you performing optimally for them so that they don't, you know, give you a second glance, like, uh, this guy, you know? Right. Well, I think for me, it really comes back to those priorities. You know, my number one responsibility as a husband and father is to keep the roof over our heads and keep food on the table. And the best way that I can do that is to do my day job to the best of my ability. And so when I find myself, you know, blinking in a conference room during a meeting at 1 p.m., you know, maybe I need to make sure I get to bed on time that evening, you know, and maybe sleep in a little bit and cut the workout short in the morning. Yeah. Uh, or instead of reading or writing on the bus, make sure I grab a nap uh, and ensure that I am doing my day job because that's my, that's my priority. That's, that's yeah. my job. That's what they pay me for. And so I really do, am diligent about making sure that I maintain boundaries and that they don't bleed into each other. So yes, you know, I might post some pictures of coffee and Legos, you know, uh, throughout the day, but um, the the coffee for one is is fueling my ability to work through all those spreadsheets, um, you know. But I'm still working hard and and doing a good job, even if it's not necessarily something that's in my discipline. You know, I've learned a lot about finance and Excel. I do things in Excel that should not be done. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you're practicing discipline regardless. Right. You're you're you are working that muscle during the day, and so yep. by doing that, then you get to follow through with that in other areas of your life, which is awesome. Um, and besides, I would think that it, you know every time you're taking a picture of again Legos or uh, coffee, it's probably because you've just started. You've just either taken that first sip of that new new coffee, however many you've had for the day. Jeez, I can't even imagine. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and, and I don't think that, uh, your place of work would frown upon coffee breaks seeing as what it is. So, right. <laughs> well, and, and with the coffee, like I will say, you know, I am bragging. I'm not going to say not to brag, but, uh, there's a fully stocked kitchen on every corner of every floor and the coffee just flows freely. So I did the math once, and on a slow day, I'll have two like normal cups of coffee. But a normal mug is like 12, right. to, six, 12 to 16 ounces. So if I have two of those a day and extrapolate that over a year, I drink enough coffee annually to fill a 65-gallon drum. And so it's kind of like I'm a really slowly-fueled jet. Yes. <laughs> nice. that's, a lot of, that's a lot of coffee. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so then, uh, so it, it also helps you, I think, I assume, from what I'm hearing you say, to have that perspective on your work of what you're doing it for and why you're doing it, and mm -hmm. so then, therefore, how you're going to do it, right? Right. That's good. That's good. And then, so then you, uh, on the way home, you could maybe catch another nap, is that right? Right. I catch another nap, it gives me a chance to, you know, jump on social media and, you know, interact with friends and stuff. I, I use Twitter a lot just for the fun of it. You know, I've been mm -hmm. able to connect with people like you and Jim and John Acuff and Jeff Goins and a bunch of folks. Um, and just, you know, it's, it's where I'm able to engage and have conversations. You know, I'm also, you know, as, as a blogger and a content creator and now a podcaster, like I want to promote my stuff to a certain level, but for the most part, it's my chance to get in conversation. And so it's, 
you know, that bus ride home is my opportunity to decompress so that when I walk through the door to my family, I'm, I'm not doing work of, of any sort. You know, I'm not on the phone with, you know, church stuff or, you know, with, with Starbucks stuff. I'm, I am present and I am dad, you know, until the kids go to bed and then I put on a different hat and, <laughs> uh, and keep hustling. Yeah. So is that what you do then? Is is you're you're out of sight, out of mind with laptop, phone, et cetera, and to, through from you know walk in the door till the kids are asleep? Yeah, pretty much. Or at least that would be the aim. Right, that's the goal. That's the goal. Like that's the optimum scenario. So when I come home, my bag and stuff. We just bought a house last summer, and this is the first time we've had like a dedicated room where all the computer and office type stuff is. And so that stuff goes in there, including my phone, most of the time. And the door is shut, and I don't go back in there to mess with that stuff until after the kids go to bed. Nice. Yeah, that's one. I mean, that's one of the things that I've been now working out of my home. Uh, trying to figure out a balance of is you know sometimes you know before they go to bed i i have to say to myself well can i do this thing whether it's for the podcast or it's for you know social media examiner can it wait till after they're in bed and if so then maybe i should so right yeah well and i think you know i i love your podcast not to you know blow smoke but i like it because it's not only entrepreneurs, but real guys like me who they're trying to, you know, they're showing up to their day job. They might be trying to hustle on the side to make something happen, you know, and we're not, you know, those one-off stars or whatever, you know, but we're also not just sad. We're not content to stay in a cubicle forever. Um, And so I want to help encourage and reach those guys. And I think one of the biggest things I've learned is the, to recognize the myth of multitasking. Mm, yep. You know, I can't be on my phone doing whatever while I'm sitting with the kids reading a book or even sitting with the kids watching, you know, SpongeBob or whatever, <laughs> yes. you know, or at the dinner table. Um, and so, and equally I can't be, you know, if I'm trying to focus and get something writing done, I can't have complete chaos going on around me. I need to be able to to focus. And surprisingly, there's a lot less chaos when the kids are asleep. Yeah. Well, so so that would be that I, I can tell right now if I was in your scenario where the kids would go to sleep. And honestly, the temptation would be to say, OK, I, I want to do some stuff that's, you know, on a, on a computer or technology or something. But I can. How about I sit down and take a break for a bit, and you know maybe watch a show or something with my wife, and then that just creeps along into to bedtime. How I'm sure that's probably happened to you, but also how do you make that not happen? <laughs> so you just described yesterday, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, hey, we're, we're, it's confession time. Yeah, it is. Uh, I think uh, for us, it's friends. We love that show. Um, and so we'll, you know, it's a, you're right. It's our time to decompress. So, you know, we've had a long day at work. We've gotten up early. We've hustled. We worked out. We've done all this stuff. The kids are finally in bed and, you know, I'm like, Oh, hi wife. How are you? Uh, you know, and so we, we enjoy that time to just sit on the couch together and, and laugh at, 
you know, at a good show like Friends. Um, but you're right that it creeps slowly. And before you know it, three, four, five episodes have gone by and you have essentially, you know, wasted more time than you intended. So for me, it's, it's really recognizing I cannot watch TV and and be productive. You know, I've tried to, you know, be out in the living room and sit on the couch and watch TV while I'm typing stuff on the computer. And, um, I don't know about you, but, uh, I can't do two things at once. Right. I can't, you know, you, you can try and switch between the two, but like if I'm watching, you know, TV, my, my visual and auditory channels are occupied. And so I can't do, I can't focus on something else while I'm doing that. So, um, trying to, you know, make sure that I'm physically present with my wife because sometimes she has stuff to do too, but like we like being near each other and hanging out. So if that's turning off the TV and just having music or sitting in you know, such a position that, you know, I'm, I'm near her in the same room, but my back's to the TV, um, you know, I get a lot more done, but we still get to see each other um, and trying different hacks, if you will, like that. Yeah. One of the things that uh, I mean, if you're sitting there with your laptop, and I, and I will admit, uh, earlier this week I have done that actually, mostly because my wife was wanting to watch something and and I wasn't, but I would wanted to sit in the same room, mm-hmm. so I wasn't really paying attention to the TV, so I was just watching or I was just uh, working, but uh, but even then when I wasn't watching, I still wasn't getting stuff done as quickly as I could because <laughs> of one the time of night and two the the other auditory distractions and things like that, you know, but if yep. I, I can imagine there's no way if you're sitting there trying to get something done and enjoy a television show that one, you're gonna, you're, you're one, not what, not really watching it. And two, you're not really working. Right. So, so why don't you, why don't you just pick one and enjoy that? Yeah. So, you know, I'm trying to, trying to do that. And I think one thing that you kind of hinted at that I wanted to call out was, we there's this kind of romantic con- idea or <laughs> yes you know uh, there's there's this romantic idea that you know we like creatives operate well at night like we're night owls there's this obsession with you know oh I'm a night person we're like no you're not <laughs> go to bed get a full night's sleep and see how you feel in the morning and then tell me you're a night person <laughs> like if you've you know for like myself I I like staying up late and I like sleeping late but that's not an option. So if I stay up because I'm a quote unquote night owl and then I have to get up early in order to get anything done that I really care about, then I'm operating in survival mode and basically with sleep deprivation and I'm not a, I'm not a benefit to anyone. I'm worthless. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like you're drunk. Yes, it is. And angry. And, <laughs> right? <laughs> Every little thing sets you off. I, yes, I've been there. We're, we're just like children. Yes. Like when you're when your kids are acting out, the first or when my kids are acting out, the first two things I ask are, "Are you hungry? Are you tired?" You know, and if they cry and say, "No, I'm not tired," that's yes. <laughs> um, but if they're like, "Yeah, I'm hungry," I'm like, "Well, here's a snack. Here's a granola bar. Here's a fruit snack. Here's a banana. Here's something. Crackers. Just you know, throw food at them and hope it sticks." Um, and <laughs> inside, and it, right, right, uh, and that you know a majority of the time solves the problem. So like when I, when I find myself just hitting a mental roadblock, I'm like, I ask myself, well, am I tired? Well, yeah, then, then go to bed. Or you know, am I, am I hungry or thirsty? You know, if you're, if you're dehydrated or malnourished, you know, it's going to be difficult for you to focus and produce anything. Um, so I think understanding 
having self-awareness and understanding your own limitations is a good thing. You know, I think too often we say, uh, or we want to think we can do anything we want, whenever we want, however we want. And that's just not true. We're, we're human beings, we're, we're animals in a sense, and, and we have physical limitations. We need rest, whether we want to or not. We need food, we need you know, water. And if we're not paying attention to that health factor you know, of, of taking care of ourselves, then we're not going to achieve what we hope to achieve. Yeah, yeah, man. I know we're getting near the end of our time here. I'm trying to think if there's anywhere else we can go. We, I feel like we, we walk through a day in the life in a sense <laughs> of, of you. Um, how, so then how then do you kind of, I mean, I, I think you've touched on it a little bit, but uh, if you're in the cycle of, you know, wake early, uh, get through the day and then unwind and, you know, get to get to bed, hopefully not incredibly late and then do it all again. How, and and obviously resetting with your your Sunday afternoon naps. Um, do you have any kind of when you're working on a project or wanting to start something or or finish something, any kind of a cyclical way to approach it? In other words, I guess what I'm really saying is is could you go a month where it's like okay, I'm going to bed at the right time and I'm getting up at three, but then that's going to be for that month, and then some other month it'll be I'll get up at five or six or something. You just see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I don't really have a set time necessarily, but there's definitely been kind of seasons of projects and stuff. I think the biggest example was a couple of years ago, I did a part-time MBA program and got my MBA through Arizona State University and while working full-time. And we had two kids at that time. And so it was you know a lot of boundaries and like sitting down with the family being like okay when daddy comes home from work he you know will he will be you know present and available for family time through dinner but once dinner's over you know he goes into student mode and his books and computer come out on the dinner table and you know he'll give you a kiss goodnight and stuff but there's you know these boundaries that are in place so that i could complete the program for the benefit of the family and when those two years were over uh because it was a two-year program you know, I definitely had some chores to catch up on, and yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, it was a, a different you know stage for our family. And so, anytime I start a new project, I think there's two things I do ahead of time: is uh, open communication with my wife to make sure that she is aware of of my dreams and what I want to do, and you know what I'm trying. You know, I didn't say like, "Oh, hey, babe, I have a podcast; you should listen to it." Like, she knew what I was doing; she had a heads up. Um, you know, and she is very supportive of that. And then the other thing is to establish habits and routines as much as you can, because that the more you are able to operate on autopilot, your your not just your body but your brain is a muscle, and we'll get used to that. You know, so as I get used to waking up early, it's easier and easier to wake up early. You know, and when I sit down at work at the same time every day, it's easier and easier to make that shift from hustling on the side to, you know, corporate responsibilities, you know, and then at night, you know, when the kids go to bed and I sit down at the computer to do writing or podcast stuff, like you develop that habit and you get muscle memory, both mentally and physically of being in that same space to, to enter into that mode and your time gets more efficient. So it's not 
letting chaos reign. There's definitely needs to be some variety and sometimes you need to introduce a new element. But I think the more habits you can create over time and the more routines you can build into your structure and workflow, um, the more productive you'll be. Awesome. I, I think that's a really good place to, to end, especially now that you have yet again launched a, a new thing, the Dad Life Rules podcast, which you can find at dadliferules.com. And where else can they go? Let's remind them. Uh, we're also on Twitter and Facebook at the same thing. So at Dad Life Rules on Twitter and facebook.com slash dadliferules. Awesome. And if people want to connect with you on Twitter, it is? At KC Proctor. Awesome. Casey, thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. Thanks again for joining me for another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. Make sure to let Casey know that you appreciated his visit to this podcast. Go check out the show notes for this podcast at beyondthetodolist.com slash 80, where you will find links to the Dad Life Rules podcast, or just go look for that in iTunes. And again, make sure to go grab my new book while it's still on sale. Go to beyondthetodolist.com slash focus. And again, don't forget, by purchasing that Amazon ebook, you get access to the audiobook for free, read by me. Again, go grab that at beyondthetodolist.com slash focus. And if you're not even much of a reader, but you just want the audiobook, that's fine. Look at it as paying for the audiobook instead of the ebook. Either way, you get both copies. Go grab that at beyondthetodolist.com slash focus. Thanks again to MailChimp for supporting this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. Make sure to go check them out and sign up with them for all your email management needs. Go to beyondthetodolist.com slash MailChimp. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next episode. Beyond the To-Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Learn how to podcast, theorize over the TV shows Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, and Under the Dome. Laugh with our clean comedy, delve into science fiction and philosophy, learn critical thinking from movie reviews, and more at noodle.mx.